and welcome to the Louder Women Radio Show. I am Cassie Fox and I will be your host for the next two hours here on Louder Than War Radio. And what a show we have in store for you. We've got punk, we've got Riot Girl, we've got garage rock, indie rock and a few surprises. Um, 100% awesome new music back to back, that's what it is, um, but just happens to be powered by female artists. Later, we will be joined by guests Hanny and Clara, uh, better known as Arcs. But first up, let's see who is on the panel today. And I can see a new face, in fact. It's the legendary guitarist of Idoris and Urgency fame. It's Vicky Workman. Hello, Vicky. Hello, Doris. Uh, that's the first time anybody's uh, <laughs> described me as legendary. So I'll I'll take that. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'm really, really excited to be here. Vic big fan of the show and um yeah um obviously um loving playing in in i doris with you and urgency as well um and i can see kirsten so hello kirsten how are you doing hello yeah i'm really good i'm really excited to speak with you again so i think it was um the i doris festival interview that we last spoke um right yes i do remember yeah 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 um but yeah no very very zazz for the show tonight um and again we have Nairi with us hello how is everyone <laughs> uh I'd like to introduce Madeline back who we've missed you where were you last week Madeline I was right. uh, just enjoying myself last week taking a small break but I'm back this week and nice I cannot you. wait for the very fun little mega mix coming up yeah, there's a particularly good mega mix this week, um, if I do say so myself, um, as I kind of chose music. Um, so, <laughs> should we get straight into that then? Um, here is this week's Loud Women Mega Mix. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned.
so good this time, I swear. I have some things I need to confess. There was this one thing I should probably confess, but truly really it wasn't my fault. That means Sister Sandy is still running about. Last week, my parents wouldn't give me what I really wanted and been asking for. So I only thought of fitting to clean the toilet with their toothbrush. So my friend gave me something to slip into their drink. I was sitting there with a knife, right? And of course, I'm still hoping myself to the community line, but this guy just walked right into it. But they were only supposed to be out for a couple of hours. Then he starts bleeding out everywhere. Catherine and I have been Sneaking out and seeing each other again every night. And there's such a rancid smell coming from this. Syndicates here. My beards, but then we'll follow Mark just to fill his beards. It's really hard because I want to be a good girl. I want to be your little angel god. My god. Father, son, Holy Spirit, whatever. Have mercy. Okay, love you. Thanks for the forgiveness. I feel really good now after talking about all of that.
You are listening to the Louder Women Show on Louder Than More Radio. That was our Louder Women Mega Mix of the week. How great was that? You heard the Jet Girls with I Want to Be a Nun, don't we all? Um, actually, no, not at all. Uh, that is from their album Planet Jet, and that's Jet with two Ts um, if, you, if you're Googling. Um, the next up was Sorry Mum, and that song was Hiccup. Uh, they are a New York-based femme queer punk band, um, uh, and they say that they like to hang out and play music and Mario Kart. Next up was Cell Ray with Clock Me Out. Uh, they are a band from Chicago, and their album Cellular Raymond is um, is out now on Bandcamp. Uh, next up was a new one from um, the delightful Body Type Um who are down under in Sydney. Uh, that one was holding on. Um, absolutely love body type. Uh, next up, bit of a change of pace, kind of a little, little country number there. Um, it was Maya Byrne and Paisley Fields. Burn the state house down. Uh, that is out this week from, um, is, is out on Kill Rock Stars. Um, Maya Byrne describes herself as a badass tra- trans lady who will, who will rock you. Um, yes, she will. Um, absolutely love that um kind of a bit of politics there for you um finally then a choice from nairi ruth um who's um been been ringing the bell for for this album for a while gina birch um pussy riot taking off her album i play my bass loud um are you, are you still obsessed with with this album nairi i am to be honest still a bit obsessed because whatever you put on I guarantee dancing, joy, humour, cleverness, something excellent and innovative with regard to the musicality that just shoves it in the face of everybody else. And I've been investigating and see that she worked with Youth of Killing Joke, who's so who's allegedly mm. a super cool person that people have collaborated with. Uh He's collaborated. collaborated with um, our guest next week. In fact, we've got Who's that? Um, Brick Smith um, ah, on the show okay. next week, and I, I believe works with um, with Bricks on 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 her latest album, as well as the legendary. There's the a word polystyrene and Viv Alberton. So okay. so it's all making sense. So yes, I am on that thing that really is a bit irresponsible considering I'm a grown-up and there's a world out there and it's going mad because I'm completely into investigating this song and feminine, uh, this album and feminist song Pussy Riot was originally an EP, which I probably knew but had forgotten. And I think it's appropriate to, to have a ode to the Russian protest art group Pussy Riot. And according to... Lucy O'Brien, who we had on last week, it's remixed here by Anna De Silva as a digital dancehall pop, this one that we've been listening to. So, yes, am I still a little bit obsessed with it? Yes, it's not practical. You can't make money out of it. Um, It doesn't help the world in any way. Uh, but I'm absolutely obsessed with this album and I am 25 again. Not that that was a desirable age, but the energy and the attitude and the hope. Love women! Vic, hello. Hello, Doris. It's Thanks very, very lovely to, to have you along. 
Um, now, obviously, I, I know you very well because you're the guitarist in, in the best band in the whole world that I happen to be in as well, which is I, Doris. Um, and uh, we've we've spent some time in the studio recently, haven't we, um, recording on a hit, which um, have. I've, I've got a feeling that whenever it comes out, whenever we manage to get it together, <laughs> it'll possibly be a Loud Woman Radio exclusive. Um, maybe, but... Uh, I think so. I think it's going to be number one. It'll certainly be number one on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I wanted to hear a bit more about your your day job then. I I know about your your evening exploits with um, (laughs) with wearing wearing a penny. But what about during the day? You, You have quite an exciting job, don't you? During the day, yes. I well, I've always worked in um, music education in one way or another, really, for most of my um, working life. But just recently, I started working at a further education music college um, here in Brighton, where I live. Um, and um, it's it's the whole kind of ethos around it is that it's um, kind of working with kids who have fallen out of mainstream education for whatever reason. So, um, you know, some of them are neurodiverse, um, some of them are kind of gender diverse, some of them have just had like a really kind of not a very good start in life and, you know, they just haven't been able to achieve very much. So it's um, what I really love about it is the curriculum is totally music-based. Everything is based around music. and you kind of learn about all like areas of the music industry um, from, you know, putting on events to promoting to journalism um, to making music videos, all kind of stuff. Um, and obviously they do performing and songwriting and stuff as well. Um, and I get to kind of teach and I guess mentor some of these uh, kids and they're great. They're great kids. Um, the teams, the team that I work with are really cool um and it kind of after a period of a few years where I just wasn't really very happy with what I was doing um I feel like I'm doing something now where I'm like really making making a difference which I know sounds a bit kind of glib oh I want to do something that makes a difference but actually I genuinely feel like I am making a difference and um I yeah I just I just really enjoy getting up and going into work and it like every day is different um it's challenging of course because you know some of these kids can you know it's not always easy but um it can also be really really rewarding when you see them make that kind of connection with music and then make that connection with each other through through music which is something that I've always Mm. been very very kind of keen on you know yeah the the social aspects of of music are are so important especially for um you know those groups that you you just spoke about kind of neurodiverse kids or um, kind of people who've had who've had a a rough start one way or the other Mm. um yeah music just brings brings everyone together and and levels everyone as well no matter what what backgrounds they've they've come from yeah what part of the world they come from um what wonderful thing I, i hear you're doing a um a partnership with the great escape um potentially yeah we are uh looking into getting some of our students to go along there and um you know like review some of the shows do some interviews with the bands we're looking at potentially um asking some of the bands to come in and do some little um kind of acoustic sessions for us because super jam run these things called um the music shelf where they invite artists in to come in and do is kind of like a 
sort of open mic style uh, uh, thing, you know, and then the kids get to interview them. So, yeah, we we already have a partnership with a uh, festival called Black Deer, which is run in Tunbridge Wells. It's like an Americana. Actually, you'd love that, Cassie. It's like a, um, an Americana uh, uh, festival. Um, so, yeah, that's that great. We, we're going to be doing that in, in the middle of June and the students get to go along and kind of um, run their own stage and kind of do all the all the elements of running a, a festival. So, yeah, we're hoping we can do something similar with um, The Great Escape. Yeah. I was going to ask what was the most important or the most popular instrument with students that were up and coming did they want to work in production or were they learning to play instruments in this in this current job yeah um it's interesting because um we've got an inordinate number of bass players um i i don't think i've ever been in the same room yes. with <laughs> quite as many <laughs> bass players like everyone wants to play bass um <laughs> which is great um but yeah um some of them are like, um, yeah, they just they just want to be in bands and perform. But um, they're also interested in um, a couple of them are really interested in doing like sound engineering stuff. So um, we've we've put on um, a couple of events where they've got to where, where they've got to do that. Um, and yeah, and um, kind of artist liaison, you know, the ones that like it kind of helps with their confidence and you know getting them kind of talking to people that they wouldn't normally talk talk to so yeah just we really we just try and kind of pin down where their interest is and what their kind of skills could potentially be and then we you know and then we try and kind of nudge them in the in that in that direction and support them to do it that was awesome what's the name of the school again it's called super jam super jam excellent Uh, thanks so much, Vic, for, for telling us about that. That's, uh, no worries. Insight into your working day. It sounds great. Time now for a new feature here on the Loud Women Radio Show. And we're going to call this In Her Own Words, because that's what it is. Um, and this is a chance to hear direct from, from the musicians about the meaning behind the music. Quite often you, you kind of second guess, don't you, um, what, um, what songs are about. Uh, we're going to hear from Gilan, who is um, an, an old friend of, of of Loud Women. She's performed at um, at lots of our events and um, and helped us out as well with with our organisation and website and everything. She's um, she is a a powerhouse, a um, force behind the scene. Um, so we're going to hear from her about her latest EP, which is called Goddess Unwilling, and here's what she had to say about it. Hi, my name is Jelana and I'm going to talk to you about my new EP, Goddess Unwilling. The name of the EP comes from a lyric in the first track, Forward Fold. In Forward Fold, I call myself a goddess that's unwilling to forward fold. A goddess and a forward fold are both positions in yoga. And a goddess position, a goddess pose, is one of power, it's strength. And a forward fold is one of submission. When you do a forward fold, you're kind of letting things go. And so... The idea is that um, I was unwilling to let things go. I was being really stubborn. And I was trying to be a goddess. I was trying to be more strong and powerful. And I didn't want to admit that I wasn't okay. I didn't want to submit to the idea of just taking a break and reaching out for help and that kind of thing. So this EP, in a way, was my forward fold. It was my submitting to the fact that I needed to be vulnerable and not just be or try and be strong all the time. 
The next track of the EP is Fall In Line. That song is specifically my song for people in the Middle East um, fighting oppression. And in a way, it's my call to them to just fall in line, to stay safe. But I know that they can't at the same time. It's one of those horrible situations where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. But really, long term, something's got to give. Um, and obviously, it's heartbreaking. As a Middle Eastern woman, I have Arabic heritage and I grew up in the Middle East. Um, it's just heartbreaking to watch people still fighting for their rights. I was quite lucky. I grew up in quite a neutral place. And even though there were parts of myself that I felt safer hiding, overall, I felt quite safe. And if I did want to express those things, I would be okay. Chances are I would still be fine. But I know that's not the case in a lot of the world. And watching the Iranian women's movement in particular really just struck a chord and this song was just, yeah, my cry out to that. My heart was crying out to that. The next song of the EP was uh, less of me crying. I did do a lot of crying on this EP emotionally. Um, but this song was actually just more of a playful idea in my mind of a breakup song between the sun and the moon. So a lot of the time we hear about this love story between the sun and the moon and how they can never be together they're always together and I just thought what would happen if the sun turned around one day and thought you know what this relationship's toxic you know you have me following you around uh, what else have I been missing is this healthy for either of us I don't know I, I, maybe I want something else and that's all it was it, it, there's no real life story <laughs> attached to it, but I was just romanticizing the idea in my mind. The last track on the EP is called Pieces. This track was um, one of my favorites to write. I just really enjoyed playing the riff so much. Um, I wrote a few of the lyrics a long time ago, but they didn't have anywhere. They didn't kind of fit in anywhere. And every time I tried to play them with something, it didn't quite work out. Um, and so I was kind of happy when I was playing around with the riff and I thought hey here's a good spot for these and then all of a sudden um, there was some real life stuff happening and I thought oh this is a great place to express that so I really love the way that it came together um, it's about an unhealthy friendship and not a friendship breakup in a horrible way but just a realisation that you're in an unhealthy friendship and it's not good for you and it's not good for them and you kind of need to search your soul and ask the questions why. So it's not just about, oh, you're no good for me. It's more about why are we no good for each other? What is it in myself that I can't give to you that I need to give and that you need me to give you? What do I need from you? And it's, it's a song about self-realization and self-reflection and realizing that sometimes you just need to reset. I think that's been the big theme of my year, resetting and relearning and unlearning and yeah that was pieces you can buy the ep on bandcamp if you would like to if you would like to stream it for free it is available on most streaming platforms and if you ever see me live you can buy a lyric book i got nostalgic for lyric books and i had a whole bunch of recycled paper and i thought hey why not so you can buy a lyric book with a digital download on the back um if not for me then just for 
the old nostalgic feeling of having a lyric book. Have I said lyric books enough times yet? Probably not. Who knows? Anyway, thanks for checking me out. Thank you, Loud Women. You're listening to the Loud Women show on Loud and the More Radio, and that was um, the wonderful Jilan talking us through her album Goddess Unwilling EP, in fact, Goddess Unwilling, um, which is available on Bandcamp. Jilan uh, plays at the Grey Horse in Kingston tonight. Um, if you put your shoes on straight after the show, you know, don't don't leave the show because there's lots more goodness to come. Um, get your shoes on. Um, maybe you can make it to Kingston. I don't know, depending on where you do. Otherwise, uh, follow her on at Here Comes Jilan, uh, which is G-I-L-A-N. Anyway, um, shall we have some more new music? Um, I've got a new one here from Duck called Happy Back.
to the Louder Men Show on Louder Than More Radio. You just heard three songs. You heard um, Happy Back by Duck. That is a brand new one that's um, that's out 3rd of April, in fact. Um, that's off of Duck's forthcoming third album. Uh, then you heard Tina Boomstrap with Why Do Good Times Fly? Um, that is out on the 31st of March. Uh, then you heard one from Salad. Um, Salad are doing all sorts of exciting things at the moment. That was I Didn't Know You'd Gone, uh, which is a brand new single just out on, on Bandcamp. Uh, but they've also just reissued a whole load of their singles from the 90s. Um, so there's uh, Drink Me, which was released in 1995 and released, reached number 16 in the UK album chart, apparently. Uh, Ice Cream and um, uh, yeah, Ice Cream came out in 1997. So that's um, that's just been re-released as well. I wanted to say a little shout out to one of our regular listeners. Um, the the most brilliant Suze over on Twitter, Suze World. Um, every week she listens in and she tweets her support for the show and it is very much appreciated. Thank you for listening, Suze. I hope that you're enjoying today's show. Um, it's always lovely to know that someone's listening, isn't it? Um, speaking of which, I wonder if there were any good gigs on this week. Um, what do you reckon, Nairi? Well, there look quite a few. First of all, on Monday in Nottingham, 
we have the Berries, who were a top tip from the Franklies, weren't they, Berries? Airport Dad, Electric Pets, Head Cut, and a short UK tour begins. On the Tuesday, 28th of March, we have Roshi Nasahi, or Nasahi, beg your pardon, Roshi, um, and this is not to be missed. It's already, um, oh, it's very popular, and I've seen lots of excellent reviews about it. It's called Rama Lama Ding Dong, and it's an innovative solo multimedia theatre piece inspired by real-life experiences of funny, surreal, and intimidating racism. It combines experimental approaches to stand-up, storytelling, singing, and live sound art. So that sounds fantastic. Uh, I'd really love to look to see how that manifests. Uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm going along to see that. That's, you're going along, aren't you? Yeah, Chelsea? really looking forward to that. Us um, at the People's Theatre in Camden. Another really exciting project uh, with a different theme, but no less of value, is what I'm going to on the. Uh, I'm actually going on the um, on the weekend, but Wednesday, the 29th of March, Sugarcoat are at the Southwark Playhouse. Now, this is a live music play about, well, I'm quoting them, love, loss, and lubrication. This powerful gig theatre show confronts sex and sexuality in a brutally funny story about trauma and recovery. So I am very interested in, again, how this topic is represented with love and humour and the live music. I think Actually, Cassie is going to play us some live music that was sent from Sugarcoat. So really, what two cool gigs, huh? Uh, how do we follow that? Well, we've got Thursday the 30th of March at St Albans at the Horn, Gold Baby. Uh, on the same night in Manchester at the Deaf Institute, we have Piss Kitty, and they're starting a UK tour into May. So on Friday, the 31st of March, Brighton, Resonant Records and Arcs, who we'll be talking to today, the fabulous Arcs. And that will be an in-store and signing gig. Uh, Saturday, the 1st of April, Brighton, the Albert, Help She Can't Swim and the Snoozers. Now, if Help She Can't Swim is the, you know, uh, a getting together of the old indie bands who've been through an awful lot and been doing their own projects, then this is another uh, pretty cool gig to be making an effort to see, you know, if you fancy a trip to Brighton at the weekend or you're in Brighton, the Albert, and they're with the snoozers. So um, I love the snoozers. I went on band camp and they played, there's a Nadia Buse, is that how I say it, Cassie? Bizey. Bizey. Yeah. Steve Dorr. Oh, and Nadia. <laughs> John um, Slade. John Slade. And um, on the track that I was listening to, Ethereal, they had a Lisa for Francis. Uh, so that looks like, although it's saying it's a warm up gig for first live shows, 
uh, since 2007. That sounds like a doozy of a gig as well. Um, Saturday, 1st of April in London, Finsbury Park at the Night Owl. We've got, oh my gosh, here comes another doozy, the Priscilla's. Um, so they sort of sound like the cramps, the Sangrillas, and the New York Dolls all rolled into one, according to Kerrang. And then we need a drum roll here because it's Charlie Stone and the actual band. Anyone on the panel been to see Charlie Stone in the actual band? Yes, yes, I, I've seen them um, in a uh, in a recording gigging in a recording studio. Um, they're absolutely great. I mean, Charlie Stone is is just great anyway as a as a solo entity. Um, she's just so entertaining, um, as, as we know from from having her on the show. But um, but yeah, obviously the the actual band take take it up a take it up a notch. So that is uh, definitely another amazing, I hate that word when people say it, but I can't think of another one. And then also on Saturday, the 1st of April in London, we've got Toya plus Geo, which is a club night for the LGBTQ plus community called Sounds Queer. So that's our gigs of the week. Uh, what a week. I think it's time for the Loud Women of the Week. Kirsten, could you tell us, please, who is our Loud Woman of the Week? Well, Cassie, our Loud Woman of the Week is Stevie Nicks. And I think I'm probably a unicorn in sort of alternative music circles in that I have never actually listened to a Fleetwood Mac song all the way through. Um, so this was an uh, somewhat embarrassing and shameful one for me, but that's fine. Um, so... This is a shocker. It's <laughs> a shocker. I think I might have to stop everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> How on earth have you managed that? I, I don't know. I just, I just haven't. It's, I don't know. I've been aware of them and like, oh yeah, I should probably listen to it, but it just, it never happened. So, um, and and still hasn't. But that's about to change, I imagine, with the next song. Um, <laughs> But before then, um, so Stephanie, Stevie Nicks, um, yeah, American singer, songwriter and producer. Um, so has sort of had the sort of quintessential rock chick career, I guess. But um, she began her sort of music journey in high school um, and her band Fritz actually opened for Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin um, before they disbanded. So that's quite a flex at a young age, I would say. That's... Um, yeah, don't know where you go from there, but apparently it's onwards and upwards. Um, so yeah, went through several iterations of of bands with combinations of various people, and ended up with Fleetwood Mac, who everybody knows apart from me. Um, but yeah, it's had a very a very long and successful career. Um, one one thing I did read with interest was um, about her charity foundation for um, benefit of wounded military personnel, um, which is Stevie Nicks' Band of Soldiers, where um, she would go around distributing signed iPods with um, personally curated um, mixes of uh, songs that had helped her through tough times, which I thought was a very cool idea. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a, an updated version of a, of a mixed cassette, isn't it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sweet. I just heard the doorbell, actually. So while we're seeing who's at the door, um, shall we introduce Kirsten to um, to Stevie Nicks? 
let's have a listen I think that's to... a brilliant idea yeah yeah overdue. I've chosen edge of 17 because it's you know it's just it's just the best here we go it's a banger <laughs>
listening to the Loud Women Show on Louder Than More Radio and we are joined here today by Hanny and Clara from Ox. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. If you've not made yourselves familiar with with Ox before, where have you been? Um, Ox are a garage rock duo from Brighton. Uh, Hanny and Clara, uh, you've been playing on the DIY scene for a few years now, including um, some very memorable appearances at, at Loud Women events and festivals. 
Um, and recently they've kind of moved up a gear quite a lot. Um, bigger gigs, bigger support slots, bigger, bigger friends, bigger tunes. <laughs> and, never, uh, never bigger friends. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe just better friends. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and an album poised for launch. So um how yeah. exciting um, I, and I've just I've just loved watching you every, every step of the way um you, you've just got kind of bigger and better um and and you're still lovely friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't, haven't started hating each other yet have we mate no 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 I feel like we've spent enough time together if we we're gonna hate each other it would have happened by now mm, so I agree <laughs> do you want to take us back a little bit first of all then um to the to the origins of of ARPS so we met because we were playing on the same scene like in different bands so i played with another drummer um under the name arcs but it was like a diff- very different band without clara mm. um and then the drummer i'd been playing with moved to australia and i needed a new drummer and um i searched for like nearly two years before i like thought oh maybe i'll ask clara like i don't really know her. i'm very awkward and i didn't know clara very well so <laughs> the thought of reaching out was like nigh on impossible and then and she's day, pretty scary and intimidating. She's absolutely it. terrifying. Yeah, so unapproachable. Um, and then I, I messaged Clara after a while, just being like, "Do you know anyone who'd be interested in playing with me?" And she's like, "Yeah, me." <laughs> I'd seen Honey, and I have, I still have the CD I bought because <laughs> I remember being like, "That's amazing. Her voice is amazing." So I bought her CD. Oh. <laughs> so you were a fan, <laughs> fan girl i was a fan girl <laughs> I, lived the dream. I was a fan girl and then i joined the band Aww. yeah fan girl turned band wife yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> oh that's a lovely story and and now here you are um you've just finished a tour with young blood um mm. and um i'm sure everyone's seen that that picture of you and, and Avril Lavigne on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you got it printed our... out and framed yet? Um, it's I, it's, it's on my to-do list, yeah. It's, I, I bought a frame. I'm ready. <laughs> Is that the last one? It's not that frame, but I do have a frame. I found it the other day and I thought, I could put Avril in that frame. Mm-hmm. That's not oh, happening. Yeah. That's got to happen, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> how, how was it? How, how was the tour? It was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. We just, we felt a bit like fish out of water. We were like, we are not used to playing that kind of size tour. And we just turned up in Hanny's little car and we had, they had three tour buses and six trucks, and like 25 crew. And we were there, me and Hanny, our friend Sasha was driving us and our lovely sound tech Aoife. And we were like, hi. <laughs> um <laughs> And yeah, we just, we really like didn't have a clue what we were walking into. Um, it was yeah. amazing, but we like, it felt like we like jumped like five levels in a game and we just didn't have a clue what was happening. And we were all of a sudden like, um. <laughs> Clara, yeah. Clara likened it to that moment on, um, I think it was on BBC when they accidentally, they brought a guy into interview and they accidentally brought the cab driver in. <laughs> like oh, we felt like the cab drivers being interviewed <laughs> oh, on live yes. TV. <laughs> it's like, uh, I think they think that we know what we're doing, but we we don't. <laughs> they kept that. Our favorite moment was like on the second night we were playing in Berlin, and it was like 
6,000 people. It was huge. And um, they were like, I was sound checking drums. And they were like, who's, they came over, they're like, who's your lighting technician? And we were like, sorry, what? And they were like, who's doing your lights? And we were like, uh, no one. And they were like, well, you might want to find someone. And this is like half an hour before doors open. So I'm sound checking the drums and Hanny's frantically running around trying to find someone from the crew. And luckily there was like an apprentice then who did our lights. But yeah, we very nearly we were like do we use our phones what do we do like <laughs> we were really yeah we no one tells you a lot of these things you just turn up and you're like oh right okay mm. yeah yeah I mean I guess you you've got to learn this stuff haven't you and yeah you know, what what better way to to learn it than <laughs> yeah <laughs> playing six thousand people in the dark <laughs> I love the idea of you holding your phone up while you're honestly <laughs> we were like if we don't figure this out what will happen will we will we walk out into the dark <laughs> we could always do yeah. that thing where you get the crowd to like light their lighting yeah so, yeah you know. robbie williams yeah um, <laughs> just be like you yeah. have to hold it up the whole time um yeah it was a, it was amazing it was just like a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity and it was hilarious um but yeah mm. I think we, we just had to grab it with both hands and figure it out along the way um, so new album um, launching 31st of March, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay. And this is your, your first actual album. First full length proper it is. it is, it is. Yeah. How yeah, exciting. Scared. <laughs> yeah. For such a long time, it's been about six months away. And then the other day we're like, oh, no, you count it in days now. <laughs> and it's a it's a little a little terrifying I won't lie so can you take me or like the loud women family through the creative process of making ride or die yeah so I think it was a couple of years ago we kind of started hitting our stride with what we were writing that we we shifted through a lot of genres for a long time we kind of started more punk moved towards like country at one point and it just kept like the writing pro- process like super fluid and then we kind of got to a point where we were like, oh, this sounds like what we've always wanted to sound like. And it just took a little while to get there, which is why we didn't rush the first album. And then after, you know, I think the first kind of tracks we got super excited about were like Call Me Crazy and Deep. Um, and then after that, we just kept writing more stuff that we were feeling more excited about until the point we were like, OK, this now feels like the stuff we want on our first album. Um, and then the rest of it, we got to be really creative with that. Like, we wrote some stuff in the studio, which was new to what we'd done before. We wrote a bunch of stuff just together in practice, like just jamming things out and figuring it out. Um, but it was a very free process and we just let it take as long as it needed to take and uh, let it go wherever it wanted to, which is why I guess there's quite a few different genres on the record. Can I just take you back to what you were saying about country? Because um, mm. I, got, I got very excited there. I, I loved your video to um ride or die um, with with the horses um and in fact i'm i've written a song recently um about cowboys which is just oh. totally an excuse to make a a pop video involving horses yeah um yeah which i presume was why you wrote ride or die <laughs> oh absolutely yeah <laughs> what was it like working with horses uh it was great fun it was great fun it was like um the horses belonged to like one of my childhood friends 
Um, so it was actually brilliant because she was a total pro. But I used to horse ride a little bit when I was young. And so I was like, oh, it'll come back. It comes back. It's like riding a bike, it'll come back. Clara was super nervous because she's never ridden a horse. So we went for a lesson like a month before the video. Can and I just I like, say that in the video, we thought we were going to do all the stunts. We were like, yeah. oh, it'll be fine. We'll <laughs> we'll be on the horse. We'll be riding it. We could do everything. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we, we went for our lesson. And needless to say, it's not like riding a bike. <laughs> it's, um, it doesn't come back to you. No. <laughs> so um, we got creative with how we would use the horses because we couldn't like the idea of us like galloping through the fields was just it. that dream died. Um, oh. <laughs> but uh, fortunately, uh, uh, my very like good family friend pulled through and um, she masquerades as Clara at one point. Yeah, it's your and body double. It, so much so <laughs> that my sister thought it was me. <laughs> and I was like, she was like, you're really good. I was like, I'm like, no, it's not me. <laughs> and she was like, what? So yeah, Rosie Powell did an amazing job at the video edit because somehow, yeah, yeah it's yeah. Camera not trickery. me. <laughs> yeah, but I just love the bit when you're you're going around the paddock and and jumping over the little little jumpy thing. Oh, it's so lovely! You got to wash the horses. It, it oh, was just yeah. dream video, and you you just your faces <laughs> getting to play with these horses. Um, it was adorbs. Yeah, the horse in it was particularly adorable. He was very friendly. His name's Womble. Oh, yeah, and he was very friendly. He liked to um, chew your ears. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. That is a fun fact. Um, I mean, I I could sit and hold, talk about the horses all day. Um, <laughs> your your sound on this this album, you, you've really evolved since um, uh, Daughters of Daughters was your um, was that your kind of debut EP? It was. Um, you're becoming just more and more pop. Um, yes. Um, is is that is that you? Um, Clara, is that you bringing your pop abilities? <laughs> um, it's a bit of both. I mean, it's a bit of both of us. We both really love, like, just unashamedly good pop. <laughs> um, so we're like really, that's what we both listen to. Um, so we always, we always like kind of made music that we didn't listen to, which was a bit weird. Um, but we've just slowly kind of shoehorned into into this but yeah I I'm like I was a massive pink fan back in the day so I had a very like that kind of like rocky pop I guess was like my kind of favorite thing and I just I think I just am drawn to that and like playing pop is fun <laughs> um and we just love Honey's very good at a big chorus so we just love a big chorus and yeah and a three minute song we've we're we're yeah. really bad at writing. We used to write like five minute songs, and now if if it gets to three minutes, like oh, that's it, done. <laughs> <laughs> but it does mean the set list is like you think like oh, set ten songs, and you're like oh, that's half an hour. It's not long <laughs> enough. <laughs> you have to keep going. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the three minute song. We um yeah. we had a um I guess Lucy O'Brien on last week. One of the the tracks that she chose to play was um. Laurie Anderson, Oh Superman, which is like over 10 minutes. Um, so yeah, we, we we gave it the radio edit. <laughs> three, three minutes, you're done. <laughs> um, speaking of three minutes, should we have should we have three minutes of, of ARC's um pop hits? Should we have some 
God knows this is your most recent um oh. Oh, yeah. release from the album. When we talk, I know it's late. I wish I could be home with you again. I know it's not the same for us, I know. No, it's not the same. Right. But it's a long, long day. 
listening to the Loud Women Radio Show on Louder Than War Radio. Um, we are here with the Mighty Arcs, um, who you just heard uh, their new single, God Knows, followed by um, Arcs' Choice. Um, that was Fräulein um, Pet. Um, wh- why did you choose that? I mean, we, we, lo- we love Fräulein here. Um, but uh, what, what's your relationship with Fräulein? We love them as well. Um, we played with them first time in Bristol. I believe like many years ago um I think they were living there at the time and then we've just you know they were amazing like they blew our minds I mean Johnny's voice is incredible and um their drum, yeah their drum parts are like you just don't want to listen too hard because otherwise your brain will be forever scrambled <laughs> I don't understand how they do it yeah He's so, he's so good, and we also I don't understand how they know where they are in the song. They're no. really smart. <laughs> they like <laughs> they're all in they're all in weird time signatures, but they seem to understand it, and I'm amazed. Yeah, yeah they're very so, special. And another kind of duo, another bass dodging duo. This is a question <laughs> that that I've been meaning to ask you: is why do you hate bassists so much? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, uh, no. <laughs> we spent so like so long looking for someone to be in a band with who was like as committed as the other person and we finally found each other and we're like thank god we're ready to like really commit to this and then it just after that was like we don't want to we don't want to bring anyone else in because it's like more dynamics and we just got on so well so i just got an octave pedal instead (laughs) Uh, there you go there you go (laughs) kathy it is very convenient being a two-piece too you know just one hotel room you can tour in a car it's great yeah um when you're when you're touring um you know presumably you're you're not on on huge budgets um just yet so yeah no, there's fewer of you no. to to feed and clothe absolutely yeah Right. Um, but yeah, your your friendship has 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 really got to um, be be key to to your band's success, hasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the thing that really comes across from your performances is um, how much fun you two have together, and the the interaction is just so lovely to to watch. Um, and uh, and I've certainly kind of witnessed you before you go on stage your your little bounces that you do in the wings together. Do you want to explain <laughs> what I mean by that? Because that, that sounds a bit, a bit wrong. Now. We do we do um we do six star jumps before every gig, and we we face each other and then we have a hug. <laughs> um, but we I don't just know why we started it. it. Yeah, I don't know either. I think it was just to hype ourselves up. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we just, we realised really early on that we couldn't be cool like other people seem to be on stage. So we just like, we just led into the fact that it, like we're the most awkward people and why are we up on the stage? Like it's just really funny. So I think we just, we both, you know, we're lucky, so lucky to be able to do what we do. So you might as well enjoy it and have fun with it. And Absolutely. If, yeah. if, if the audience have fun too, then that's kind of, you want people to leave feeling good and happy um I hate like watching a band and they just stand there and you're like great <laughs> um yeah. so yeah I think like we both like Hanny loved like Tegan and Sarah um and like we lo- like, loved like Hein and things like that so like when 
bands like interact on a stage and are just like themselves that's kind of the bit that a lot of people want to go and see so yes yeah Yeah. absolutely do do you write together as well is that um how how the songs are are made or do one of you write the music one of you write the words or is it all joint effort um it's a mix it's a mix i write all the uh words and i wrote most of the songs but with we've uh well clara has occasionally offered an alternative rhyme solution Thank i've you, written Tim. a few lines <laughs> <laughs> it could be counted uh, on one hand <laughs> <laughs> you're a vital part of the process no we, i think yeah i wrote i wrote most of the songs and quite often like our originally our process was very much like I'd write the song, bring it to practice. We'll figure it out to get like how we play it together. But throughout the album, we kind of experimented with some different stuff. Like uh, Clara would bring like a drum beat and then I would try and fit my guitar part around that. And then the lyrics came later or like we'd just jam something out in practice and see what happened. Um, and then the, I'd go away and write the lyrics. But yeah, it kind of, it's a bit more, we have more options now, which is nice. Um, and, and you've been bringing in more and more um Oh God, I did know the word for these things. You, you fancy drum wizard. Oh, SP, Roland SPD, yeah. There we go. Drum, <laughs> drum wizards, I think. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. Sprites. Roland is actually yeah, our third member. <laughs> there's, there's more and more of of, um, of those bleeps and bloops on those things. Yes. On your music. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we um we kind of like realized that you know we want we kind of made the music we wanted to make in the studio and then Steve our producer had a really like he kind of gave us the advice of like just make what you want to make and then figure out how to play it after so we kind of went down that route um and then we suddenly realized obviously we only have two arms each and we can't play synths and things at the same time so um it kind of allows us to play the things we want to play but it's just like a little electric drum pad so it's quite fun it's made my job a lot more complicated I have to say (laughs) I suddenly have to hit about eight things at once to a click but um we move (laughs) it also means we can avoid using track um for now which is good because I mean we are relatively unpredictable (laughs) with our with our structures (laughs) so uh if we play track it could be a bit of a disaster. Um, so what's what's coming up next? We have a uh, obviously the album out in a week, and then so so many tours. Um, <laughs> I think we're home for like a few days in the next two months, um, uh, and then the summer we're going to be doing some fun festivals. Hey, Claire. Yeah, we're doing Two Thousand Trees, um, Great Escape, Twisterella, a bunch of um, ones in Germany. Yeah. We're doing think... Wild Roots in Sligo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good in, bit of memory Ireland. there. In Ireland, yeah. 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 Nice. Um, yeah. yeah you you played in Ireland quite a bit, haven't you? Because you um you toured with um with Pillar Queens. We did. Um, how how did you go down in Ireland? It was there's there's nowhere better in the world to play. I know that's a very loaded thing to say, and I'd be unpopular with a lot of people, but it's true. <laughs> Yeah, the audiences are like so fun and so wild and they just, we found like often when you're a support band, they're kind of like 
oh, come on, just get to the main act. You know, a lot of people would chat and you're very used to that. But we've never had an audience that was so like immediately on your side. Like after one song, they just were so like they were so lovely and they just really wanted you to succeed. And it was so like you felt very comfortable. And yeah, they were just the nicest audience and they're the loveliest people. So we wanted to go back. (laughs) Uh, You have a London launch show, album launch coming up in June. We do. We're uh, June 3rd at the Courtyard Theatre um, and we have, this is an exclusive, uh, but we have Fraulein headline, uh, headlining, supporting, <laughs> sorry, shit. Um, we have Fraulein supporting and Bellot supporting. So we're very excited for that show. That'll be a lot of fun. Excellent. And that's the, the Courtyard Theatre, which um, we were discussing is is maybe a bit of an, a new venue um, and is wheelchair accessible. Yes, um, indeed. Yeah, as, as we were saying, when we listen to the music, there's so few venues in London that, that are wheelchair accessible. So um, yeah. good to know that there is one at least. And <laughs> uh, another thing we want to hear about is your signature boiler suit look. Um <laughs> which yes. is which is quite special in fact the other day here, here's another um nice thing so you supported the hold steady a couple of years ago didn't you when um, yes. the whole came over. our last gig um, before lockdown i went and did a, a q a with um the the whole steady um a couple of weeks ago um and i met their um amazing kind of community of of super fans including roz who yeah. um who makes your boiler suits Oh, she's kind of, making what our, a small world is that? She's making our new <laughs> stage outfits because the boiler suits um, were, are too hot. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> we voted that they were too hot. Um, so she's making us some amazing outfits. Yeah, we did, we did one summer. We've never really played festivals before, but so last summer we played like our first few and we played Why Not Festival and trying to put that on in a field and then go in a Porsche loo quickly before a oh, shit. No, like we no, just, no. we we both looked at each other and we went, no. Yeah. <laughs> so we decided this, like they were our last. So we, I think we've probably paid our last show in the boiler suits, but- um, like They'll come back, they'll come back. They'll come back, they'll come back. Yeah. We've still got them, but yeah, we're getting some new outfits that are much more, um, what's the word? Practical and breathable, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, easier to go to, go to a Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we look forward to um to see. Yeah, she's an incredibly colourful person. So I'm oh, imagining, yes. I don't know, yeah. lots of she's very amazing. Uh, next week you're doing some signings in record stores in London and Brighton, I believe. Yeah, uh, all oh. over the south, really. We're doing Brighton, London, South Sea, Bournemouth, Southampton. Sure, yeah, that sounds right. All the seasides. Oh, yeah, we're just going for the beach. It has been absolutely lovely to have you here, Honey and Clara. Um, I'm going to play you out with um, both the title track from your album, Ride or Die, um, which seems seems fitting. Um, thank you. Thank you so, you so much, much for having us. Been um, lovely to see you all. Thank you. It's been lovely to see you. Best of luck with the album. I'll see you next Thank week you. In, uh, in Brighton. Oh, oh amazing. Lovely. Don't waste my time. You know what I want. The look in your eyes tells me you're 
radio show on Louder Than More Radio. You just heard um, Ox Ride or Die, um, our fabulous guests, Hanny and Clara. Um, absolutely lovely to, to speak to them. Um, followed by Meg Myers, My Mirror. Um, that's actually the, the Loud I'm In album of the month um, from which that is taken. Um, following that, you heard a recording from Sugarcoat, the cast from Sugarcoat, the uh, the musical that Naomi Ruth was um, was telling us about earlier. Um, that is um, launching next week at um, in London. Uh, that was Girls Will Be Girls. Um, following that, uh, Broken Baby is only rock and roll, but I hate it. Um, that is a new single from LA um, duo Broken Baby that's out on the 31st of March. What a show. Um, thank you so much. New panellist, Vic. Lovely to, to have you along. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Hope I can do it again soon. Yay. Please do. <laughs> um, lovely to see you, Kirsten. Lovely to see you, Madeleine. Lovely to be here as today. usual. <laughs> have a great week. Next week, we will be back. Same time, five o'clock Sunday, Louder Than More Radio. We'll be here with the mighty, the legendary Brick Smith. How exciting is that? Um, so in the meantime, stay loud and let's play out with um a new track that uh that launches leak from uh Diffuse. Let them pass.
Listening to Louder Than War Radio. Join me, Audrey Golden, on Wednesdays at 11 p.m. for Breaking Glass, the show that highlights trailblazing women in music. 